think I be, just believe that that is just something that is just extremely important for us to understand and to and to realize that that that's where God's heart is, and you know the way that He's used Calera and I is this way too close or is it? Oh, okay. Um, is that better? Yeah. All right. Um, one thing, one way that God has used us is uh, in giving Christmas presents to the uh, to kids in our uh, daycare. Um, we got with our daycare provider, and she and told her to pray and ask the Lord to show her the family. We didn't want it any other way. We wanted her, we wanted the Lord to to provide, so that we could provide for them. Um, so we got the she found the family, and we got a list of needs and, and wants. And uh, you know, when it came time to give it to him, I felt like we needed to remain anonymous. I, you know, the Lord, I didn't know if he wanted us to remain completely humble or if, uh, or if he didn't want the family to feel any pressure from that type of situation. But uh, I, asked, uh, I asked one of the girls that takes care of Phoenix to, to take the presents. And, and it, it was truly for her to see what the Lord was doing. And, it was, and she was just completely overwhelmed by the heart that, that we would have towards somebody we don't even know. And, you know, and the, and the family, of course, was overwhelmed. They, you know, that. They got everything on that list. We we didn't leave anything out, and you know that we did the same thing last year with a different family, and and we just we love ministering through that daycare because that we see those kids day in and day out, and we and it's and it's just a ministry that the Lord has has placed on us, and um, you know the the reason that it's so near and dear to our hearts is because we know what it's like to be in that spot. There was a couple of years ago that uh, Claire and I were just flat broke. Uh, we didn't have a dime. We paid all our bills and there was nothing left. We couldn't buy food. And she couldn't even get put gas in the car to go to school. Um, you know, the, it, was, uh, it was in November and, uh, and we came to church on a Sunday night and I'd asked Dad if I could borrow some money. But uh, we came to praise and testimony time favorite time and uh, Bev Ariano she gave a, a testimony where she's all she could do was have faith she had nothing but faith for the for I don't even remember what the story was but all I remember was that was faith and after church I told dad I said I, I can't take the money I can't do it I've asked the Lord to provide and I have to give him a chance to be who he says he is and and so we went home not really realizing what was going to happen we got home and I had forgotten to get the mail the, the night before and or the day before on Saturday and uh, in it there was an envelope with no note, no return address, just $300 in it. And that, uh, that $300 got food and gas and everything that we needed for that week. And you know that nobody knew the extent of our financial situation except God. And, and my dad, but when I asked dad, he didn't know. And the money was already in the mailbox. You know? And so, you know, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, poured out his love that day. Um, it was, it changed many things in Claire and I, and it, it was like a drop of water on a pool with, that's just as smooth as glass. And they're just the ripples just spreading out and getting bigger and that single act of love is the reason why 
my, my faith has increased that the reason why I believe in what the Lord has spoken over my life. And, uh, you know, the, the, that uh, $300 isn't even the end of that story. The, the, the ripples kept going because it wasn't a week later that my boss calls me, and I'm working for a power plant at the time, and he calls me into his office and says, uh, Amarillo plant has an emergency shutdown and they need some help. So, and I was first on the list to go. Uh, Ten hours a day, seven days a week, and lots of overtime. Uh, all the way till Christmas, and, and then when I got back, we started a project at the plant I worked at. And just 10 hours a day, seven days a week. I mean, it was the Lord providing financial stability in, in our lives at that time because of the faith that we had and the, and the, and the way that we allowed God to, to be who He says He is. Um, you know, in the, in the, within the next three months, Oxy calls me and says, we're going to give you, we're, we want you to come work and we're going to give you this amount of money. And it's, it was quite a bit more than what I was making. I mean, this, this, I'm not trying to preach a prosperity message here, not, not financially anyways, but a faith prosperity. Um, you know, God, God is faithful and He is who He says He is. He is love and He is faithful. I just, I just want to, I want, to, I want to go to the Lord in prayer for him. Um, Father God, we, we worship you this evening because you are worthy, God. You are our provider. And Lord, when I speak of faith, I'm always reminded of the song that, that says, uh, Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me and take me deeper then my feet could ever wander and my faith would be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. Thank you, God, for that testimony of that song. Amen. Those, uh, that song, is uh, probably most of you have heard it. I mean, it's on the radio all the time. It's Oceans by Hillsong. And it, it's, it's what I have started to ask for whenever I pray. Lord, let me walk upon the waters. Where, where would you call me? And when I first heard the song and really listened to what the, what the girl was singing about, I said, you know, I, I thought, man, what, does she really know what she's asking? I mean, I, surely she does, but I mean, it's, do, do I understand what she's asking? And what, is, what does a trust without borders look like? What, is it, uh, you know, the rich young ruler asked Jesus, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus said, sell all you have and give it to the poor. Um, you know, I don't like to admit that, that my trust is, has borders with God or, you know, as Randy spoke this morning, a fortress, you know. And, but, but it does. And the only thing that I can say about those borders is that they, they get further away every new depth of God that, that I encounter. And, uh, you know, I, I really truly believe that Jesus is probably the only man that ever lived with a trust without borders. And, and you know, I don't... this. This evening is is kind of different. I, I don't want to teach. I want us all to worship in the in the word that He's given of faith. And so I want to go to Matthew fourteen twenty two, and it's just familiar scripture that we've all heard. But. Starting with verse 22, immediately Jesus made 
the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he, while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, Tell me to come out to you on the water. Come, he said. And Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. I want to focus on Peter. And, you know, the, from the Gospels, we know that Peter is the guy that he likes to be in charge. He's, he's a driver. He's not a passenger. He's, he wants to go and do, and he wants to go out on the water, and he's going to do it. And, you know, what, the way I see this is whenever he says, Lord, if it's you, let me come out to you. He's already kicked his sandals off and halfway over the side of the boat. I mean, that is how badly he wants to, he wants to be out there with him. And, you know, and the other disciples are saying, what is that out there? What's going on? They, you know, they, they just saw Jesus feed 5,000 people and they still have to ask him with two fish and a couple of loaves of bread and, and they had leftovers and, and, they, and he, they still had to ask if it was him. And it's, it just, it's comical to me because, you know, it's kind of like, well, he looks like Jesus. You know, he kind of sounds like Jesus, smells like Jesus. Maybe it's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wait, maybe it's Jesus. So Peter says, Lord, if it's you, let me walk on the water with you. And I can just hear Jesus saying, come on out. The water's great. You know, it's not too cold. It's not too warm. But I can only feel it on my feet. <laughs> you know, and so, Jesus, so Peter jumps out there. And uh, because he had a trust without borders, because he believed in, that Jesus was who he said he was. And, and, you know, a lot of us have those moments, gung-ho and ready to do the Lord's work. And, but then the crashing waves come in and we, we take our eyes off our Savior. Um, you know, it's how we, we've all had this question and, and, and heard this statement of how great it would have been for Peter to not take his eyes off of Jesus. And, but, and, and we know that we have to learn from that. And... Uh, you know, I just think of, I mean, I love football, and I think of, you know, a receiver and, and how some of the greatest receivers, that, you know, they, they never take their eyes off of the ball, even when a huge linebacker's heading their way. You know, they, they're not worried about the hit they're going to take. They're, they're worried about getting the first down or, getting a, or hit, scoring a touchdown. And, you know, Peter, he caught the ball, but he fumbled. He was more worried about the size of the waves than he was the size of a savior. And, but and Peter loved Jesus. I mean, professed it many times. And he cut off a guy's ear for Jesus. I mean, and he probably wasn't even aiming for the ear, you know. It, it's, it's just, I, just, I just guess it's a good thing that the, the guy had cat-like reflexes to move his head out the way, you know. <laughs> Peter's giving his best Braveheart imitation, you know. And, oh, my ear, you know. Why would you hit somebody in the ear? 
<laughs> but Jesus was there to put it back on, and and I have to. I I really believe that that guy had to become a believer after Jesus put it back on. You know, he's and Peter just had to apologize in heaven. You know, sorry about the ear, man. <laughs> he's he's a, he and he displays some of the greatest faith in the book. You know, I. If I saw Jesus out on the water, I'd probably be another one of those disciples wondering if it was a ghost, you know. But he, one of the favorite, my favorite lines from Peter is, is whenever Jesus asks, Who do you think I am? And without hesitation, Peter says, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And all the other disciples had to be, Man, I wish I would have said that. <laughs> and, I, you know, I speak of faith and Peter's faith, and, and right now I believe that Everybody in here, I, be, I believe everybody in here, their faith is as great as it's ever been. And, and God gives me the weirdest analogies sometimes, but He told me that He is like a TV infomercial. <laughs> he said, you know what, what do the infomercials always say whenever you think they're done with their sales pitch? There's more. <laughs> yes, but wait, there's more. They always say that. If you act now, we'll double your order. Double portion. That's... Yes, it, you know that that's the way it is with God. There's always more. Uh, there's always a new depth to discover. You know that the angels sing "Holy, Holy, Holy" all all the time, and it, it's it's a lot of it has to do with their constant worship. But they're worshiping because they've just found a new depth of God. That they've been singing this for thousands of years because God's depth is infinite. Can I? I can't hardly wrap my mind around. The infinite depth of God. Um, I believe that there's a new depth of God that we need to discover. And we need to discover it tonight. Um, one that will have us crying out, Holy, Holy, Holy. Um, I don't know what it is for us. I don't know what it is for you. I don't know what it is for me yet. But I know that God is moving across the waters looking for the next Peter to jump out of the boat. Uh, and signs and wonders will follow. Um, I believe God wants to transform this entire city. I believe He wants to transform this entire region. And I, I believe that one miracle could do that. I believe that, that that miracle could have the impact of changing in sundown America. Um, you know, I, a lot of us really believe that, that John could be that miracle. I mean, we don't know for sure if that's it, but, uh, you know, I can just imagine if John walked into the village market there, what would, what would be said, what would be heard, and how fast that word would spread. Um, we've, we've had a prophecy of a great revival uh, filled with signs and wonders, a revival where our trust is without borders. The, the Pentecostal churches still talk about the Azusa Street Revival because of the, the global impact that it had. I mean, millions upon millions of people throughout generations have, have come to know Jesus because of this revival. And I'm asking God for a double portion. If this is an infomercial, I'm picking up the phone. I, I want to double my order, and I want to sing holy, holy, holy. And, it's you know, Elisha asked for a double portion. He received it. Moses said, show me your glory, as if he hadn't seen enough already. He was poor in spirit, ready to be filled. Um... I just believe that we have to get ready for revival, that we, that it's coming. I, I don't, 
and I don't know when or how, but I just believe it. And, you know, I, I think of God coming in like a rushing wind. And, and I, think, I think I know wind. I think I know dust storms pretty well, but uh, I don't think I know God's wind yet. And I, I want to experience that. You know, the, the, but we, we do have testimony of signs and wonders. They've already started. That, you know, the testimonies that we heard this morning of, of what Bobby shared and, and about Jose and, and then, uh, you know, John moving his hand and, and Calera seeing a, a baby come back to life for no medical reason whatsoever. And, and the doctor's just being astounded, you know. I just want more of that. And my mom's best friend, she had a tumor growing on her neck. And, and she calls mom just desperate and asks her if, if she believes in healing. And mom says, yes, I believe in healing without hesitation. And, and so she asked her to pray. And, it, and the next MRI didn't have a tumor. She had, what, what was a ruptured disc? Yeah, ruptured disc, and I mean this is a this is cancer, the C word, or a ruptured disc. I mean, this MRI shows tumor. This MRI shows no tumor. How's that? How's that possible? You know, she didn't have the faith to ask for healing for herself, but she, but mom did. So she asked mom, and she could stand on my mother's faith. And and God is faithful and true, and He is who He says He is. And I can assure you that that T.G. and my mother both found a new depth of God that day. You know, um, just a few testimonies that, that I just want more of. And you know, one of my greatest desires is that Sunday nights would just, we wouldn't even have time for a sermon, you know, or any kind of teaching because the, the praise and testimony time just lasts so long. And it, and it has, I mean... Today was great. I mean, we had a great testimonies today. I just ask God for more. I want to play that uh, that song, uh, Oceans. And just want you to, I mean, we can stand if we want to stand or, or sit, but I just want to listen to the Lord. I, I want to take a moment to just hear hear Him. And I want just to let to let God be God and to show us that He is who He says He is. 